There's a segment among us that's becoming travel snob. Oh, you're just going to DR? Or mm. you're just going to Jamaica? Or you're just going to Barbados? <laughs> it's because clearly this is what social media promotes. The mm. flex. Like you gotta be doing something nobody else is doing. Go I want all inclusive, bro. I wanna eat when I wanna eat. But I'm, I want the beach right there. Oh, you doing all inclusive? What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, wanna welcome you to another edition of the Charles Coleman Podcast. To my right, you already know what it is. Understated, never underrated, the six shooter himself, Mr. Smooth as Cashmere Kirk Quillen is in the building. <laughs> How are you, my brother? I'm well and yourself. I'm good, man. Good to see you. You looking real casual. I like the casual look on you. Appreciate that. And of course, to my left, you all know him. You all love him. Mr. Style and Performance, Emerson's own Mr. High Energy, DJ CEO is in the building. What is happening, my brother? I'm good, brother. We out here. You know, we are out here for those of you who are not, for some strange reason, watching on YouTube, but you are choosing to stream us, which we still appreciate, but you're missing some visuals. Yeah. We are out here holding it down for the 86 amazing- Amazing world champion Mets. This is Shea Stadium vibes. This, this isn't this isn't City Field. So at, that, at this point in my life, I was living in Queens mm -hmm. and I could see Shea Stadium from my terrace. Oh, I wow. Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I say I have a personal attachment to this team, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a real thing for me. Like, yeah. You know, the 86 Met Cocaine Cowboys. Um, <laughs> it was uh, Wild Boys. It was Wild, Wild Boys. Keith Hernandez. Ooh. So I've clearly never, ever, ever sold narcotics. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've never been interested in selling narcotics. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm a lawyer, right? So I'm always thinking about, like, what clients I would like to have. Mm -hmm. If I was a lawyer then... Or I sold narcotics. All I need is a plug to that team. <laughs> to that team. That's you it. Good. I don't want no other client. You're I don't good. want no other fan base. I just want them and their social circle, and I'm good. The client retention is insane on <laughs> yeah. that team, what? yo. That was 70% of cocaine on that one team. <laughs> in New York. In New York. <laughs> Word. Like, in the league, it was like, do you got a guy? Yes. yes. Right. <laughs> And, yes. they, and they were in Queens. Like, you couldn't have been in a better place. <laughs> or a worse one for that matter. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Yo, I mean, like, wow. how much bread yo. did their attorneys fam. and their suppliers get, fam? And, yo, they was getting money because they was winning, so it was nothing for right, them. And they was, right, and that's the other part, right? Like, they yeah. was winning, so it was like, who's really complaining? Who's complaining? <laughs> More coke. <laughs> you coming to work, you getting it done. That's so terrible. Right. It's so awful. But so terrible. If I was, you know, I ain't going to say I would have wanted to, to, to sell narcotics to them, but I would have definitely wanted but, to be their lawyer. But you could have just been the middleman and still kicked off. It, take, take it easy, CEO. Take it <laughs> real, easy. Real situation. Anyway, <laughs> today I wanted to start us off with something that I thought was interesting and, and, and just a little fun. We've had all this like stuff about alien sightings and... UFOs and all this craziness, right? So let's say the aliens get here and they're deadly. So the aliens trap you and they're like, yo, I've heard about this thing called hip hop. Mm. I'll let you live if you can give me three albums that will explain to me what hip hop is. So my three are gonna span pretty much the lifetime of hip hop. So they, they can really could. They should. I yeah. mean, no, some people might just be like, no, I'm gonna give you all 3Ds all from the 80s. 80s from 80s. Oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. So The Great Avengers of Slick Rick, Ready to Die. Okay. And To Pimp a Butterfly. Oh, okay. Really, really good choices. Yeah. Solid choices. Yeah. 
Yeah. Violent choices. That's solid. Vi- violent. <laughs> violent? Remember, they angry. These the aliens. They just pulled up. <laughs> you don't want to give them something that just only says ready to die, we need though. to kill each other and sell as much drugs as possible and pimp out bitches. Like, we got to give them something else. Great Adventures of Slick Rick? Come on. I mean, that's storytelling. I appreciate that. Right. Kerr, what's your three? My three would be, unfortunately, I'm scared. <laughs> he, started, <laughs> he started out like, yo, the aliens go. Aliens got me. Do us. <laughs> got me. And it was a Monday. I wasn't ready. It was, uh, I'm doing a Reasonable Doubt. Okay. Okay. Midnight Marauders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Oh, man. And then that third one, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. I'm shaking because the aliens looking at me like, yo, you, I don't know. Um, don't say dipset. <laughs> the affinity in me, I want to do something locally like that to represent me and what I like about hip hop. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but for the show, I'm not going to do that. Um, my third would be probably Life After Death. Okay. Just mm. to give them a mix of the energy of hip hop. Yeah. It's I so funny, you. like, we're aging ourselves in some ways because of the artists that we're choosing. Mm-hmm. But it also is a commentary, I think, on hip hop. For me, gotta go with Illmatic. Okay. For me. For sure. Right? Like, it's funny because you chose, uh, you chose Ready to Die, you chose Reasonable Doubt, I chose Illmatic. That same That's, yeah. window yeah. of time, right? right. Actually, no. I'm taking that back. I'm going Illmatic. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with The Chronic. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go with AT Aliens. I could, I could go with Equimini or AT Aliens yeah. and be good with that. I was literally just thinking Equimini. Like, that probably should be in there. There's always a debate as to whether, like, Equimini, Stink Onia, or AT Aliens is the best album. But the point is... It's in there. If it's, it's in there. <laughs> right. And yeah. since they Aliens, I might be like, see, we like y'all. <laughs> right. AT see, aliens, we named like, it after y'all. Yeah. 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 True. Very so, true. That would be it. So I, I'm curious if you guys are thinking about this, leave it in the comments. Let us know downstairs, right there. Put it in. What would be your three albums that you would, you know, let people know this is what hip-hop is? How would you explain that? if you had to, to someone who had never heard it before. That would be an interesting one. So in the news recently, situation where someone was allegedly caught in a space where his girlfriend of like 10 years, apparently, uh, was cheating on him with his best friend. He has two children. At least one of the children, it's confirmed, is actually of the best friend. And then the second one is unconfirmed, but it's suspected that it may not necessarily be his, and he thought it was, right? Again, this is all alleged. What I really want to talk about is the larger principle, because I started doing some research. What? <laughs> this is just terrible, man. Yeah, you should, I was watching Kurt's face the whole time you was explaining it, and he, he was just kind of like... Like, this is real, right? They make hundreds of millions of dollars, and they've had to take a lot of time off of work. <laughs> to, theoretically speaking, to deal with to it. put a handle on this thing. Yes, to mm-hmm. to deal mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the 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 impact of this sort of space. Mm-hmm. Right. Someone said to me that the United States has one of the highest paternity fraud rates. Indeed. In the world. Indeed. Other than Nigeria, and I was like, Oh well. <laughs> right. I was just. Like, I mean, salute to all my Nigerians. The, but, I mean, it, yeah. Come Yo, come on. Team Niger, I get it. <laughs> but on. y'all know, come on. That shit is funny. Right. Like, that's funny. You right. cannot right. be serious. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> so, I, I, I've learned a lot about this misidentification. Right, is one thing when you basically attribute the parentage to the wrong person. That happens. What I'm talking about is something different. It's called 
paternity fraud where you knowingly you're lying. American Blood Bank mm-hmm. did a stu- did a study and they they estimated the numbers to be as high as 30%. I was going to go 70. Nah, you wild. Come on, Word. fam. Come on, fam. You be lying. 70%. We Especially would all you have say to he home. made hundreds of millions of dollars. All these kids of yours have. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, other studies have put the numbers at 10% between 10 and 30. 10 is still high. That's one, very that high. one in 10 is a lie? Yeah. Yo, what's going <laughs> that, on out here? That's a lot. And 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 the immortal words and notorious B.I.G. The kids, the dogs, everybody dying. No, <laughs> no lying. No lying. Anybody who knows me, like I follow the G code to like the chorus of it all. You, I'd become John Morant at that point. Like you'd see me out here with the hammer. It's just, it's I can't. That's why you had to take off, right? Because no, you I can't even. You can't. I can't imagine loving somebody like unconditionally, oh, and then you're lying to me about. Our family. And then to find out you're lying to my family with really? somebody I call my best friend. Like, fam, the time I'm taking off is because I'm in prison. It's not because right. I'm like going to get like get my head. Like I'm flying heads immediately. Even even in your explanation though, you you're putting the fault solely on her. She's at fault too. But Ooh, not talk- me. I didn't know I said heads. Everybody. I, I get it. But yeah. you said, you know, when you when you were describing the hurt. Colonel mess around and blame the victim and <laughs> be like, yeah, you should have had that. No, no, he's saying that that's no, what I'm I, doing. I know, I'm not doing that. No, no, I'm just saying, like, you know, in, in hearing what you said, mm-hmm. it sounded like, you know, as if she was more of a betrayer than your best friend. Like they're equally as no, I agree with that. 100%. Irresponsible in yeah, this scenario. hundred percent. Right? I agree. But again, what what is there? And maybe it's just I'm I'm jaded or I just don't love like that. But like, <laughs> once you find this out, like, what? Where's the headache and the problem? Everybody's cut off. You cold as ice, brother. No, no, no. So I, the kids I ain't mine. They no longer my responsibility. Get them off the account. So we're gonna, give me my college so, fund so, back. So this all is, that's over. So this is where I'm going with it. There's a very unfortunate aspect of this conversation for these kids. They didn't ask to be born into this messy shit. Mm-hmm. They didn't. It they ain't messy. Did. They got their parents. I, I understand where you're coming mm-hmm. from, but here's the problem with that. You have raised these children mm-hmm. as if they were yours. Right. Because mommy and daddy were liars. No, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> but you are attached to them emotionally. Emotionally. You're attached to these kids. Forget your relationship. Fuck them kids. They're not mine. <laughs> All right, There's my- plenty of kids outside. <laughs> Jesus I, I could sit in the playground and, and go, oh, those kids are beautiful, blah, blah, blah. I think it's a little different if you I had an you. emotional attachment for 10 years with these that. kids. They're not mine, huh? But you can't. Wow. Sorry. Hey, man, you cold. I, I mean, no, 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 no. But no, no. Here's the I thing. I hear you. I here's just, the thing I don't know if I about this conversation. I know that there are people who believe that and feel that way yeah. and have that perspective. And I can't say that they're wrong when you're talking about these young children, mm-hmm. they didn't ask to be in that space. Mm-hmm. And so you might be compounding further hurt on them who are not at fault because of the messiness of their mom and mm-hmm. uncle so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And that's not really fair. But it's fair for me to now have to continue to love these non-my kids and pay for these non-my kids and raise them in a way as if they were my kids, but that's not unfair to me. We didn't say that. But you're in it, but the, the thing is, as an adult, and clearly you're going to have to deal with this pain and trauma regardless. But everybody needs therapy. Everybody needs therapy. But as an, adult, as an adult, you're more equipped to, to process that. To process than a child. Like that child is not going to be like, they okay, just showed up. I'm going to go over here. Like for 10 years, you've been daddy. 
Now I keep, they're not going to go. And once they know what the situation is, they're not going to be like, oh, all right, cool. I'm just. I'm rocking over here. Yeah, that's. They're not. They're gonna. They're gonna not want to leave you. <laughs> okay. Damn, Kurt. What does that do with anything? It was cold as ice. That's cold. what I'm saying. Like these topics are kind of crazy, man. Because I, as much as I want to get it, I don't get it. No, I, I, I listen. I understand your perspective. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. You know, and I think that as three men who are sitting on this couch, who, to our knowledge, don't have children, mm-hmm. <laughs> that you know is a certain perspective that you can can attach. Mm-hmm. I don't know that if after believing that I fathered a child mm-hmm. and had a 10-year-old that I could just be like, you know what? Your mama's trash. Right. And I don't got nothing your to do daddy with you. Your daddy trash. Your real daddy trash. Right. Your mama trash. Your real dad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, but, but I understand, though. If, if you really was in that space and you could walk away, I get it. I get it. I think... Fraternity fraud should actually be a felony. I think so too. It should be. Yeah. I think, I think be so too. Because there is a situation, you know, just because to if I didn't up. pay child support, I'm in, I'm getting jammed up too. So yeah, if you lie about this, we should both be in court. Well, the thing about it is that, you know, at this point, there's a very strong likelihood that the gentleman who is the victim here could end up on the hook for child support because he signed the birth certificate. Right. And so legally, <clears throat> Oh, it's terrible. He's the father. So it's, it's all this, kinds this of This story like, is horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's, Who it's, wrote this, Satan? Like, what is going on? We're going to move on. That's going to bring us to our contributor segment. Uh, today, we got Style and Performance with DJ CEO. What is popping? And what are we talking about, my guy? So it's, it's, it's apropos. It's just perfect that we are donning this Mets. Pitches and catches have right. reported. It's spring training. Spring training, training and, uh, and we're dawning it in our black skin, right? So the topic today is going to be about the representation lack of, of African-Americans in baseball and how did it get to this point. Uh, for a lot of us, you know, we grew up loving baseball, and that's largely due to our fathers. Baseball's always been America's pastime, so our fathers are the ones who introduced this, you know, as to keep it going generation. They grew up with the, the Willie Mays and the Hank Aarons and all yeah, this. There was tons yeah. of amazing black players. And then so people always wonder, like, what happened? So there's clearly a lot of black players that represent Latin America, right? But as far as African-Americans. And here's what I've come to understand to why it's this way. There's a couple of things. Uh, one, you could look at the war on drugs, right? This is a direct connection to the removal of fathers, right? So there's mm. no longer, there's no longer that, that passing down of this love of the game, right? Uh, another part of it is just geographically. Like when you grow up in inner cities, we just do not have space for baseball fields. On top of that, it's super expensive Word. and you need mad people to play the game. It's not like basketball where you could just pull up to the court, <laughs> basketball in the rim and you're good to go. You need- or you And you just got a ball. And you just got a ball and that's, that's it. it. You, you don't even need a rim. You get a, a, a milk crate, whatever. Like you right. can't, baseball requires money, requires people, requires equipment. And so in space. So that's part of it. And then the last part, I think, is just culturally not attractive to young black Americans. Uh, When you think about um, the change, right, the introduction of hip hop, right? Hip hop is very much of a flashy, braggadocious kind of thing. And the culture of baseball just does not allow for that. Like one of the hardest things in the world to do is to hit a round ball with a round bat, especially coming at you 90 miles an hour and moving. You can't tell me, you're going to tell me I can't like show off or strut. If I hit a 400-foot home run, like, that's insane. And that's not who we are. Like, black people as competitors in sports, that's why we love basketball. You get dunked on, we're going to yell, we're going to dance, we're going to point, and it's accepted. 
Baseball has very weird and unique set of rules. If I hit you with a pitch, everybody in the stadium expects when it's our turn to get up the bat, we're going to get hit. Everybody accepts it and go, that's what it is. Right. But if I hit a home run, I have to act like nothing happened. Or if I strike you out, yeah, like I have to act like- It's a little almost like, ah, yeah. It's it's, it's they not. just want you to kind of whatever. And I think there's a culture clash that doesn't, that's not attractive to um, young black uh, young black people in America. And you really, I think about the last time baseball was super, super popular was the home run race with, yeah. with McGuire, Bonds, and Ken Griffey. And you don't get no more swaggier than Bonds and Ken Griffey. Well, I think what you just said speaks to another point that I think differentiates, you know, baseball from basketball or other sports, basketball, football. In baseball, in basketball, for example, one of the things that saw the NBA just skyrocket was that they changed the marketing model to really center its superstars. And mm-hmm. it's easier to center superstars because it's less people on the field, right? Yeah. So you have 10 people and now you have Larry Bird. Or you can also play off matchups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have Larry Bird versus Magic Johnson. You have Magic Johnson's versus Michael Jordan. You have Michael Jordan versus Isaiah Thomas, even though there are eight other people on the court, Mm -hmm. it still is a way to market your superstars. And then, of course, once you start adding in endorsement deals, there's a level of excitement that surrounds these industries, meaning basketball first and then football, Mm -hmm. that isn't present when you start talking about baseball. So I think Mm -hmm. that also contributes to it. You know, I was was sitting here listening to you, and um, for me, I was like, you know, there's not too many black Americans in baseball because I was thinking economically, right? It's super mm-hmm. duper expensive. But then when you said the culture class, it made me even trigger something else in my mind. I think baseball is a community style sport, right? Mm-hmm. Which is why it's so collective and so many things. Because so it has people. so many people. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, the reason we're not in there is that we don't participate in anything community. Our bag and our thing has always been individualism. Individual. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? That part so too, yeah. There is, you know, and, and I agree, you know, with the removal of fathers and things like that, it, it's, there aren't too many passed down, passed downable traits. Right. But community is one of those things too we're losing by the absence of fathers. Mm. Yeah, it's, and shoot, and that, you bring a community. So, so my dad played semi pro ball, but so in the neighborhood, like he, when we played little team, little league, he was the coach. For our team, so everybody in the neighborhood, Ooh. like he he was the guy for that. So it it was just so to your point, yes, it's a community aspect, um, but it's just it's a very difficult sport to get into if you do not have the money, the means, or just actual location. Like you know, New York City, there's a basketball court on every corner, and you can play all year round. Summertime you're outside, That's winter true. time you're inside. That's true. Baseball, if you're in a four season city. It's your only spring and summer. That's it. Right. It's so it's it's there's a, a couple of things that makes it more difficult. But I think some of the main the two main things to me is the culture clash, and once um, for that period like in the mid to late '80s into like the mid '90s, the removal of black fathers due to the war on drugs, like that really stopped the passing of that tradition down. Mm-hmm. And and then other things come in marketing and right. all that type of stuff. So. Well, I know there are a lot of people who are doing a lot of work. I know there are some great organizations in San Francisco, in the Bay, that are doing a lot of work around increasing uh, urban baseball 
among black youth. And I know a lot of uh, a lot of that work is occurring in Chicago as well. Mm-hmm. And then there's also sort of another element of how youth sports have become increasingly expensive in yes. terms of the traveling and how that is just part of the structure. And baseball is one of the most expensive sports mm-hmm. to get involved with from a youth sport perspective. But um, I have a couple of frat brothers who are in Chicago who are doing great stuff with the Jackie Robinson All-Stars. Mm-hmm. And it was so crazy mm. that they was outside busting ass as little leaguers. Mm. They changed the rules twice to take away a Little League championship mm. from the Jackie Robinson All-Stars in wow. Chicago. So if you haven't heard about that story, you should check it out. But, yo, CEO, another great style and performance. Thank you. Making it work, making it pop, making it shake right here on the Charles Coleman Podcast. That's going to bring us to our main conversation today. So it's getting, you know, springy outside. Mm-hmm. You know, people been in the house, or maybe they haven't. Folks got that itch. Where they want to get on flight. I want to catch flights. I want to get flued out. I want to go wherever I want to go. Everywhere from South Beach to St. Bart's is on the board. I'm finding that more and more there's a segment among us that's becoming travel snobs. Mm. Like for me back in the day, yo, I could go wherever and just have a good time. We want to go to Miami? Cool. Mm-hmm. We want to go to Jamaica? Cool. Now I realize we done wore the out of Tulum. We done killed Tulum. Oh. So please, don't mention Tulum to me or Playa de Carmen. Don't do it, right? <laughs> I feel like a level of travel snobbery mm-hmm. that exists in community a little bit around like, oh, you're just going to DR? Or mm. you're just going to Jamaica? Or you're just going to Barbados? <laughs> number one, have you encountered that? And then number two, have you encountered it from women in terms of talking about going away with them at all? And they're like, I don't want to go unless it's Turks and Caicos, because I've actually heard that. Oh, jeez. No, Um, I haven't experienced any of that. Um, But I do, from watching via social media, if you will, Mm -hmm. yes, there's a level of travel... Hierarchy. Hierarchy. And I think it's because, clearly, this is what social media promotes, the Mm. flex. Like, you got to be doing something nobody else is doing, which is absolutely ridiculous. because of the advancement of technology and internet, clearly there's tons of tips and tricks to get cheap flights and cheap hotels. And, and so people have figured out a way to maneuver um, and find, find it to be more efficient uh, from an affordable standpoint to travel. So I think that's part of it. They're flexing about where they're going, but the truth of the matter is they done, you know what I'm saying? They didn't cash in every coupon possible to right. get. To See, they, get you they're know not showing you how they got there. They're, they're, not, yeah. they're not telling you they flew spirit. No, 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 no. They're yeah, just yeah, saying, yeah, 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 yeah. you know what I'm saying? They're just showing that. So, you know, it's, it's just, I think social media plays a big part in it. It's, it's causing people point. to flex. So. That's a good point. You know me, man. It's all about the integrity of the person's opinion we're discussing, right? So if you're talking about, oh, you just made it to Barbados. Right. But you never left nowhere. So like what? You know what I'm saying? There's so, that, there's right. that. You know what I mean? There's, so come at me with matching energy. That's my perspective. If, if it's not, or if I know the intimate details of your financial reality, chill out. <laughs> Straight up, like, just chill out. Let, let's be very clear. I don't disparage sex workers. I mm. don't disparage people who engage in, in, in patronizing sex workers. I personally have never done it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not my thing. That being said- Never. Engaged. I, I've never oh, patronized. I'm trying to. I'm thinking. Never mind. The sex worker. I'm thinking. She's saying you've never been a sex time, worker. I'm like, okay. I've never, yeah, and okay. I have also never been a sex worker. There we yes, go. Right. <laughs> um, at the same time, ain't what I heard. I, <laughs> <laughs> I just. <laughs> you 
never know what you're going to get with this guy. <laughs> At the same time, I've been to DR more times than I can count, mm-hmm. right? And people have said to me, like, oh, you, you know, you going to DR? It yeah. doesn't bother me, right? Mm-hmm. But I always find it interesting when either there are assumptions about, mm-hmm. you know, where you're going. Or, I, you know, I had a brother say to me one time, y'all going to all these uh, West Indian nations or, or going to all these Central American countries, but you have never been to the motherland. Mm. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> like, nigga, what? Okay. Oh, yeah. I looked at him and was like, please, right? Like, what? <laughs> what? So what are you talking about? But it is a thing. And 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 so <laughs> it's a real thing. It's a real, a real like hoteps yeah. really be out here. Yeah. Everybody's out, out here. Out of nowhere. Bow. Hotel, <laughs> hit your mouth. You didn't even know. You weren't even expecting it. I also think it's an interesting flex to your point, CEO, mm. on the social media piece, because there are some women mm. who, if they are having that conversation. They, there's only certain acceptable do, uh, destinations for them. Part of it is like the, let me one up. I got to go to Maldives. I got to go to, right, right. you know what I'm saying? And you like, I mean, that's, that's nice, but like there's water everywhere, mom. Like, <laughs> this is the, the, the new flex. I'm not staying at the resort. Oh. Nah, fam. We just going away. Why you can't nah, just fam. go away and like, go away and be happy? Like if you're going like Turks and Caicos or Barbados, like I'm good with the resort. Like I'm that's always I'm good, good with, with the resort. resort, bro. But like if if I do, if I go, I to want the- all inclusive, bro. <laughs> I want to eat when I want to eat. But I'm- I want the beach right there. <laughs> oh, you doing all inclusive? Damn. Oh, no, that's mad, but that's mad snobby. They be like, oh, you're not really engaging the travel. Right. So, so, right. You're bringing no do... money to the country. You just out there. Yeah, that's what they that's say. Terrible. But I'm a, I, see, I'm a, but see, Charles, <laughs> I'm the one that if I go to like Puerto Rico or if I go to somewhere like Central America, like I, I do want to go, I want to go I where the locals are. Where the people are. I mean, I'm not mad at that. It's like, not from a snobby standpoint. As you should, yeah. as you should. I just think that people who try to look down on people, oh, people be yet. like, oh, going to the resort when you go away is like going to McDonald's. Is it? Is it? Is, is it, it though? Is it? <laughs> is it? Big Mac me, please. Like, <laughs> come on, get out of here. But I just, I just want to say this on, on a positive note. I think as black folks, when it comes to the idea of travel, and this is at least from me, my perspective, growing up, like travel, traveling the world was not a thing. Say that. Right? Say so that. I appreciate seeing it. Like for me growing up, like we went to Florida, Right, that was vacation. South Carolina, right? Going to see your family, mm-hmm. going down south, Memphis. Like, that was it. Mm-hmm. Say right. that. And there was no plane. You was in the car. <laughs> Say that. In, in the right. station wagon. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know what I'm saying. So I, I love seeing it though. I do love seeing it. Um, but to your point, yes, the 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 snobbery of it all is kind of like your fan. Let me control. just let me just go where I want to go. Like if I just want to go to. Uh, the Florida Keys. Like, let me go to the Florida Keys. Yo, if you got a passport, get them stamps and do what you go where you like, go within your budget and enjoy yourself. If you want to stay in the resort, stay in the resort. If you want to be with the people, be with the people. Right. But let's not judge other people for where they where they going. So let us know how you're spending your spring. Leave it in the comments downstairs where you going. Or are you the travel snob? And do you want to defend travel snobs across the world? Either way, the Charles Coleman Podcast, we are here for you. We are going to be right back with your favorite segment of the day, Rules of Engagement, right here on the Charles Coleman Podcast, our adult conversation of about love, sex, and relationships. So stay tuned. One, two, one, two. You know what time it is. What's happening, baby? I'm good. Are you going to a concert, doing a concert? Are we headlining somewhere? You already know what we're doing. We headlining the Charles Coleman Podcast, well, there baby. You go. There, that's what doing it is. what we do. That's what it is. Letting those shots right here. <laughs> Rules of Engagement tonight. This is a relationship conversation. A kind of sort of. It was a dude who asked. 
That's another dude about the young lady. And the dude responded basically by talking about how she had been outside. I do know that there was a period where she was outside, and I also happen to know that right now it seems like there's a period where she's evolved and she's less outside. But that was still the reputation she had. Right. I also know from my own, from my personal life, for a very long time, it was like, oh, he takes down mad chicks. Oh, he be taking down mad chicks. I, I might not have been taking anybody down that they knew, but it was just like, oh, he's taking down mad chicks. Da, 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 da. The question for tonight is, can you ever retire a reputation? You definitely have to switch zip codes. More so for women than men. Um, it's unfortunate, it's a double standard, but yeah, I think uh, women definitely cannot uh, retire from hold'em. <laughs> it's over for you, really? unless you bounce. You know what I'm saying? If you stand within the same demographic of where everybody took shots at and, 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 and plugged, it's over, like, you're done. Mm. Well, you know, same no thing. No time. You, you, is it not nah, like your credit, your credit report? So like you know how many holes have been holes since 13? Like, I it's mean, I over. get it, but like, you're 50 I, now. Don't, 37 years you've been a hole. Unless you change your zip code to get out the neighborhood. Do the bodies ever fall off your, your, your nah. report? The whole facts? Sir, no. Unfortunately, not. What if you was outside mm -hmm. in your early years, mm -hmm. you move away, mm -hmm. and then you come back? You come back to your old ways. Even if you're not that way no more? Doesn't matter. You came back to how you left. You can't retire your nah. reputation. And it's even worse because you probably come back with a significant other, a whole Why? family, you, 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 a you, career. You, you, you got else. Nah, but you still ran through Pam. Sorry. Damn. Forever. Gee, Move to you? Atlanta and get a new identity. I Don't mean, a, a reputation is a reputation. That's, that's what the clinical definition of reputation is. You know what I'm saying? If this is what you're doing, then this is what it is. You know, own it. You know what I'm saying? Make it work for you. But, but what if you're not doing that no more? If you're not doing that, then only thing that's going to allow that reputation to take on new meaning is more time. Time to see that you're presenting a different version of yourself and you're no longer in it. Now, in terms of your concern around what Katz is saying, that's really the question. Do I care mm. what you're talking about mm. based on the life that I've created for myself? If Because my new boo... If he's cool with all my work experience nah. and feel like it's an asset to our nah, current relationship, nah. wow. you know what I'm saying? Nah. Then he's the, living in his best life. I think kind of what I'm getting at is like, if you're in that same space, you might not be able to get a new boo. Right. Because, you know, anytime somebody comes into the space and they start asking, yo, somebody, oh, well, just know mm. Raheem, mm. David, I mean, D-Rock. Together. <laughs> Not together. She's but, been a mess. She was outside. But I'm saying, but for that woman, right, that is living that... And it can happen to men, too. I mean, or that man that's yeah. living that cloth of life. To some degree, I kind of feel like their investment into themselves is in building that kind of reputation. Like, they actually are proud and exhibit a sense of ownership in their existence in the space of saying, I'm oh, old. yeah, I work this room. He was good. He was whack. I, I, I'll go back to that. But right now I'm into this. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And the same thing for the mm. dude. I don't necessarily think they really care because they built the reputation themselves. Now, in terms of your own personal judgment about that person, they don't really care. That's the whole rep part. You know what I'm saying? I think they care. The when reputation they, is centered on the fact of what I'm looking to create. I think, I think they care when they want to do, do something different but can't. 
But I think as long as they're in that space, right. they're fine. But when, it, but when they get to the point like change, I, yeah, right. I, you know what I'm saying? Like I spent, I did, I did that. I was outside. I had my fun. If that's what they want, but now I want to do something different. And I might be in a space where there's someone new who I haven't experienced mm-hmm. or what have you. They're not intimately connected Listen. to anybody else. But the rap, you know, like, like look, I'm going to give you a perfect example. Look, all I'm saying to you is it don't matter the example. All I got to do is find that new boo that appreciate my experience. I mean, I feel like we Because I that. have invested time and talent into building this skill you set. Put the miles and in. somebody is going to inherit you put the miles all in. of this work. It doesn't matter. You still a 93 Ultima. I don't care how many times you pull the miles back on that. That was the plan, baby. Okay. How was the plan? The plan was to get all this skill set. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm burning rubber. What are we talking about? You <laughs> literally. That's literally. Your problem. That is, that, that's <laughs> your problem. That is a fact. That is yeah, intentional that is a, behavior. I'm just saying, when we define reputation, at the end of the day, the real question is, at what point do you own what you're building? Like, if I want to create this reputation of purity and pious, it's intentional for me to engage in behavior that is consistent with that. If I know I'm out here ratchet and freaky, I must at some point have a conversation with self and say, hey, self, but at that uh, point, this is what we want to do. But you know what? I've had... I've had I've is had, it too late at that point, though? I think so, man. I'll tell okay. you why. I'm going to give you two examples. They're, they're basically the same. A woman might have been outside mm-hmm. for a little while, right? I wasn't necessarily, you know, there for it. Maybe I was, but what was for parts of it, whatever. But you know, I I knew she had sort of been outside, and I also knew that the manner in which she had been outside, she did not necessarily have a ton of requirements. And what I mean by that is, she wasn't on some. You gotta, you gotta court me. You gotta this. date me. You gotta, I gotta have dinner on someone. But then she meets me, and she now she's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't do this on the first night. I don't do that." Oh, now you a hoe with standards. I got you. You're right, right, right. And so I'm looking at her like, and she's like, "Oh, well, you know, we could go for a couple of dates and see how it works out." And and don't get me wrong, it wasn't like I, you know, was because because I know it's the easy joke to be like, "Well, you just didn't have the juice." Maybe so. I'm not offended by that. But what I will tell you is, I wasn't doing that. You know why I wasn't doing that? Because these eight brothers that you let smash, you didn't require none of that from them. See, you know what's crazy to me? No, wait, hold on a second. You know what's crazy to me? Like, so there's a value (laughs) for men in this woman who has the ability to do all these things, right? She's got talent. She's performing in the bedroom. Where am I supposed to practice this? If not to engage in this body count. No, 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 no. I don't wait, have a no, no, wait, hold on, hold on a second. Yeah, hold hold, hold on a second. Count. You know what I'm saying? Like, so now I have increased my value. I have increased my experience. <clears throat> I'm a talent. Yeah. You're not gonna come in world, and world really renowned. <laughs> <laughs> world renowned talent. Mm-hmm. It's a course. There's a there's a time frame that I gotta create all this value to be able to come and give you the performance that you want. But somehow it's counted against me because it included some body counts. Like, I don't understand. That's not, no, 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 no. You got to understand. It's a double-edged story. No, no, no. What hold, do you really want? Hold on. Do you, you want gotta... me to spin it from the top or do you want me to come in lame on some straight 
corny ass shit. Like hold it's on, just hold like on. There's, there's you a know I things. can't please y'all. There's a the couple. Hold on, hold on. I'm not finished. Don't cut me off. I'm gonna let you. Let fly. me finish what I'm saying right. because there's a double standard here too. At the end of the day, it's really clear. In order for me to bring the skill set that you're looking for, I need the body counts. Y'all counting the bodies. Y'all want to label me. It's like there's no pleasing you. And the flip side about that is that when y'all got the body counts, there's no. It's you're a stud. It's a compliment to you in that you have all these body counts. Why don't y'all just keep your mouth shut, let my body counts exist, and reap the benefits of my performance, and let's just move past this. All right. I've let you rock. Please. There are so many different things about why what you just said is full of shit. Okay. Here we Number go. one, all right? You don't need a ton of bodies to get experience. No, you, I do. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not going to do that now. You're not going to do that now. Oh, okay. I'll right. let you rock. You're not going to do that now. I'm going to listen. You don't need a ton of bodies to get experience. Okay. What you need is a ton of different experiences with someone who's willing to do different things. That's number one. So that's bullshit. The idea that you can't be a good lover if you don't have mad past lovers does not make sense. So let's cut that out right now. Number two, the point that I was making was that it wasn't about the woman's body count. It was about the fact that you were applying different standards to how you wanted to engage people over here versus over there. If you let eight dudes beat off of chicken fingers and I bring you chicken fingers and honey, mu honey mustard, open up, my. It's popping. I'm not going to get you filet mignon. Nah. We don't do that. It's not, it's happening. not happening. The different standards is the issue, not the oh. bodies. The number of bodies oh. is not the concern. So the idea that all of a sudden, now you want to reinvent yourself and be like, oh, nah, I need a trip to get flown out, or I need this or that. We're not going for that. You was over here. You was outside. Cool. You did your thing. Got your experience on your resume. Bring it to the job. We're going to hire you. But the salary you got over there is the salary you're going to get over here. That's how that shit works. Okay. So that's the point that was being made. Now, when you're talking about the double standard, it also comes into a play. It, it comes into a factor in terms of like a man not necessarily being able to shed. The, you say it's a stud. But for a lot of people, it becomes a conversation about he just be fucking mad bitches. He just be taking down mad chicks. That stud shit is really, really tenuous today. The language of the 80s and the 90s where men and their virility in terms of like being able to bed different women, making them this sort of like super demigod, that shit is very much so evaporated. It's looked at like now, yo, he's a slut. Like the same way that women will say, yes, women will be like, oh, nah, you know, he... He done took down a couple. He was, he was slight. He outside, so on and so forth. So the negative connotation around bodies is not just limited just to women now. So all that shit you was talking about, mm-mm. Right, right. I, I, I got to let Kurt get in because we've been going Kurt don't it. need to get in, all right? Let me, oh, you let me respond to what you're saying. You can't cut No, I got to respond to that because right now you done changed the whole question. You done changed the whole thing. I said, can you retire a reputation? That Again, was the so the reputation that we retiring, right, ain't got nothing to do with chicken fingers versus filet mignon. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. It does. No. Because if you let these eight dudes beat nah. and they do nothing but for it, you that's your reputation. You know what the problem it's is? It's mad easy to smash. No, 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 no. Don't stand up. Don't stand up. Come on now. Don't stand it's up. Not, it ain't going to be that kind of show. 
<laughs> it's not easy all to smash I'm saying Janine is, at the end of the all day, you need see, to do problem, is just hit her and take her to get, you know, take her for drinks and she busting it this open. This is it. This That's is the it. reputation. Bro, you said that, right? But right. see, what you fail to realize is for old girl, it wasn't even about that. It was because them chicken finger dudes had chicken finger ticking leaks. The dude that got the filet mignon request is because he was doing something more. That's the part. You got to understand, we changing the game based on who you are. So all them chicken right. figures, and we're not know. going for that. No, we are. We are. Trust me. No, y'all are, but no, we're not going for it. At the end it. of the day, that's what you think. You going for you, it? Listen, I mean, again, it don't I, I matter what you want. I need you to understand. See, this is the problem. In your little mind, you really think you still in control. The shoe shooting runs the game. We going to pick and choose who going to get what, and they going to get catered based on what we desire. It don't matter what you're thinking, and it don't even matter what my past is. Because you know what? Boo-Boo the Fool is coming down the block, and I'm going to get him. Got it. He got right. taken down, and, what I'm saying and he is paid that for it at a premium. Gonna, because listen, we got that kind listen, of magic. It's a sucker boy. Listen, it's a sucker born every day. Every there's no day. Qu- there's no question about so that. So don't be mad oh, when you're the sucker. But No, no, but understand this. Don't sucker. Be, don't, sucker. Sucker. <laughs> listen, there's a sucker born every day, but there are a lot of men who are not going for that. Like, I, did you see it coming? You know what it is. I gave you two examples. In both of those examples, I was like, yeah, nah, I'm not doing that. Right. And in both of those examples, I still beat. Off, right. the, off the chicken fingers and the you honey mustard. You was a chicken fingers chick. That's right. how you I know what I'm saying? So, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So like that, I'm just that, saying. That I'm hustle, just saying the category. That's a hustle. It's Exactly. It's all a hustle. You know it. Am I, it's a hustle. We playing this am game I, together. Am I lying? You're not lying. But again, like you said before, Tommy Tucker, the neighborhood suckers are born every day, man. But you know. Manage your expectations and your emotions. There we go. That's Thank it. you, Kurt. What does that mean? I you know. know what it means, bro. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that shit means, but it sounds fly. At Yo, the end are- of the day, chicken fingers, <laughs> shrimp dinners, all that. My views over there with that. Beat it with the crab legs and now the filet mignon. That's what and I'm so, saying. We not, you're not doing You that. a Kennedy fried chicken. Don't catch me and catch. Period. All right. Hey, that's what All it is. All right. Well, listen, we out of time. This has really been a good one and a very, very spicy rule of engagement <laughs> as it is. I want to thank my team of contributors for always keeping it live on Rules of Engagement. If you want more of this, make sure you tune in every Tuesday, Talk Back Tuesday, on my IG Live, 8 p.m., CF Coleman Jr. on IG. It was more of this CFC off the clock. Really, really good conversation. But let us know what you think. Leave a comment. Leave it downstairs. We will respond. This has been the Charles Coleman Podcast. That's Kurt Quillen. This is Gloria Sherubin, and I'm Charles Coleman. Until next Wednesday, we will see you soon. Peace.